This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, August 15th, 2022. I'm Caleb Brown. Federal lawmakers crow about limiting the cost to consumers of insulin, a product absolutely essential to diabetics. But there are moves Congress could have made that would also have brought down the price of insulin while also making our healthcare marketplace considerably more rational. Cato's Michael Cannon comments. So, yeah, the proposal was to cap the out of pocket exposure that diabetic patients w- with private insurance would face when purchasing insulin, cap it at $35 per month. And the Democrats proposed that, Republican opposition blocked it. A lot of people went to the internet to complain about it. One of them was Nancy Pelosi, Democratic Speaker of the House of Representatives. And they claimed that this was cruel to do to diabetics who um, uh, who are really legitimately suffering under the uh, high and rising prices that the three existing manufacturers charge for insulin. But it's a mistake to think that simply capping out-of-pocket exposure for insulin purchases is going to solve the underlying problems in the insulin market. All right. So you mentioned there are three manufacturers of insulin. That seems low. It is. And uh, as a result of the, uh, and that's a result of a number of barriers to entry the government puts in the way of other potential manufacturers who might enter the insulin market. And as a result of additional government interventions, those three manufacturers are allowed to jack up, are able to jack up the price of insulin year after year after year to the point where it has doubled or more than doubled over the past 10 years, even though there aren't any improvements in the quality of the, of the particular insulin products whose prices they are increasing. And there have been studies that have uh, shown that in the United States, manufacturers are charging maybe eight times the prices that uh, that manufacturers are charging for insulin in other countries. You can't get, uh, a, a, you can't have a market with such high prices, with such high price disparities, and so much customer dissatisfaction without a whole lot of government intervention causing those problems or propping up those high prices. So let's let's start with those barriers to entry. You know, to bring a new insulin product or a new insulin delivery system to the market in the United States, manufacturers have to go through the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's processes for approving new biologics or medical devices. Those are very costly processes. They can take years. They can cost a billion dollars or more. And that acts as a barrier to entry into the market for new insulin. So even if manufacturers jack up the price of insulin to the point where many consumers can't afford it. They are ha- they are they are rationing. They're not uh, maintaining their blood sugar as they as they should. And there have been diabetics who have died as a result of uh, rationing their the, their insulin use. Uh, it's very hard for a new manufacturer to come in and undercut those those excessive prices because there's the government has put so many barriers to entry into the market. And so and so that helps keep keep the prices high. And there are other things government is doing to keep the prices high. We'll get to those. But second. Uh, diabetics have to put up with this uh, requirement the government puts in place that they have to get a prescription from a doctor before they purchase every time uh, they they purchase insulin. 
Uh, there are a couple insulin products in the United States where you don't need a prescription, uh, but uh, most, for the most part, you do. The reverse is true in Canada. In Canada, you can get almost any insulin products without a prescription, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to require diabetics who are highly knowledgeable repeat consumers to keep obtaining prescriptions every time they 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 need to purchase insulin. And uh, and and when you do that, that adds to the effective price or the cost of obtaining insulin. So 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 the price is already high. The government's making the cost of insulin even higher by requiring prescriptions with every purchase. On top of that, I mentioned that uh, that that uh, in Canada you can get it without a prescription, and in a lot of countries the uh, insulin is available for one eighth of the U.S. price. You would think then that international trade would solve this problem that people would just purchase low-cost insulin from overseas, maybe without a prescription. But they can't do that, uh, both because of the prescription requirements that the FDA imposes, but also because Congress says you cannot purchase uh, more than uh, a limited amount of of insulin uh, from other countries, and you can only purchase it for your own personal use. And that prevents markets and market competition from doing what they should do and otherwise would do, which is uh, competing down the excessive prices that manufacturers are charging for insulin here in the United States. What you just described, most of that is is not specific to insulin, but in our broader healthcare market our health and health insurance markets, there are all sorts of problems that also contribute to high prices, not just of insulin, but of all sorts of uh, devices and therapies. That's right. This is one example of a recurring phenomenon in the U.S. health sector, where because you have insufficient competition in the market for certain drugs, drug manufacturers are able to jack up the prices uh, much higher than they would have if you had lower barriers to entry and more competition. Uh, the drug Daraprim is an example. The manufacturer of that got to jack up the price by a thousand percent or more. That was uh, like insulins. That was off patent. It was, but because there was uh, no competition, the barriers to entry were so high that it prevented new manufacturers from entering the market. The sole manufacturer of Daraprim was able to um, essentially gouge patients. Uh, they should have a right to charge whatever they want, whatever the market will bear, but they don't have a right to protection from competition, the sort of protection that government uh, provided the manufacturers of Daraprim and uh, that is government is currently providing manufacturers of insulin as well. If Congress were serious about, in this specific case of insulin, uh, lowering the price of the product uh, what would that look like? What would be a, a single reform that they could adopt that would have some immediate impact on people who whose lives depend on access to this drug? So there are a lot of things that are propping up, in, that the government does, that are propping up insulin prices. Maybe the most important thing that the government could do to reduce insulin prices is change who controls the money in the U.S. health sector. Right now, there's $4 trillion of money sloshing around in the U.S. health sector. Government controls half of it directly. It controls another third by handing control over to employers. If we took that $4 trillion and uh, gave it or left it with consumers, then that would put tremendous downward pressure on 
healthcare prices across the board, including for insulin. One of the ways that government encourages excessive insulin prices is by encouraging third-party payment. When um, consumers are paying for insulin with someone else's money, they don't care as much about prices, and that gives the manufacturers a little more leeway to increase the prices. Even when insurance companies then try to negotiate the prices down, uh, the fact that most Americans have insurance through an employer, which means to them it feels like they're uh, paying, uh, purchasing insurance with their employer's money. They don't see the premium savings that come from aggressive negotiating strategies that bring down bring down prices for things like insulin. Uh, when insurance companies try to negotiate lower prices for insulin, their diabetic patients will protest. They'll say, "Absolutely not! That is that is my preferred insulin, and you're not." Uh, and uh, uh, they'll complain to their HR department and maybe the CEO. And though that sort of resistance really cripples the ability of insurance companies to get the prices down. And that is a result of government policy. If workers were free to choose their own health insurance plan, they could sort themselves into a health insurance plan based on their preferences for these types of negotiating strategies and the limited networks and formularies that come along with them. And you wouldn't have the sort of crippling resistance to price negotiation that you get in the current employment-based system. And so insurers would be able to do a much better job of bringing down uh, insulin prices. And if we just let consumers control the trillion dollars of their earnings that the government now lets employers control when and use to choose their health plans, that's probably the single most important thing that government could do to bring down the prices, uh, bring down insulin prices. But there are many other things, eliminating the barriers to international trade in insulin, removing FDA, uh, the barriers to entry into the market that the FDA imposes, or at least lowering those barriers, uh, eliminating government-imposed prescription requirements for insulin and letting manufacturers and the, and pharmacies and liability insurers determine when, uh, in, in what cases, diabetics should get a prescription in order to purchase insulin. All of these things would reduce uh, the cost and, in most cases, the prices for insulin. Michael Cannon directs health policy studies at the Cato Institute. Please give a rating to the Cato Daily Podcast on your podcast platform of choice and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.